Hey girl, do you ever feel like a failure because you can't seem to control yourself around food or can't ever seem to say no when somebody offers you food? Do you want to know how to grow in this area of your life? Well, I'm going to share with you today in this episode, four steps that you can take today that are going to help strengthen your self-control and give you the confidence around saying no. In today's Faithful Friday, so stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. For most of my younger years, 20s and 30s, I really struggled with self-control. And part of the idea of feeling like I could never say no to people when they offered me food And it was like this element that I felt like I had really had no self-control around food. I I couldn't say no. And it didn't matter if I was hungry or not. Like I would either feel like I was going to hurt their feelings if I said no. I never really knew how to navigate that. So I would just, I would just kind of go for it. And sometimes that would lead into the binge. Sometimes that would lead into something, especially if I was, had been restricting, I would allow myself a dessert at someone's house. And then all of a sudden, here we go, I'd go home and, or stop at the store on the way home and, and get desserts and just go crazy with it. And so it was such a, felt like years and years of struggle with self-control and really understanding that, you know, I always felt way out of control and never looked at myself as somebody that had very good self-control. And as a believer, as someone who follows Jesus and someone who calls himself a Christian, obviously feeling a lot like a hypocrite because, you know, one of the fruits of the spirit uh, is self-control and definitely feeling conviction in this area many times in my life. But it was really just one of those things that I kind of hid uh, obviously I didn't hide anything from God, but just kind of hid to the side and really didn't have intentional focus on God. How do you, how, how can I overcome this? How do I grow in this fruit of the spirit? How do I do this? And today things look a lot different for me, uh, much different. I've grown a lot in this area, but I'm definitely far from, from perfect and definitely, I'm close enough to remember the internal struggle that comes with a lack of self-control and I get it and it's difficult. It is hard when you are in the midst of it and really struggling with it um, all by yourself. And I want to introduce you to God's grace. When you really fully understand God's grace and you begin to search your heart for like how he sees you and what he desires for you and understand that his grace is sufficient, like it can really change your whole outlook. I want to share a couple of verses with you before I get into the four steps. The first verse is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. You know, when I read this verse, 
It is definitely one of those that you need to get in your heart so that you can pull it up and meditate on it at any moment when you just bring that self-judgment on yourself and, and you feel like you're falling short. Like his grace is sufficient. Like it doesn't matter when we screw up. He knows we're going to screw up. We're not going to be perfect here on this earth. It doesn't mean just keep on sinning, keep on doing the things because because of his grace. It's because of his grace that we we feel his love for us, that we want to do what he wants us to do. We want to do what God is asking of us. And his, his power is made perfect in our weakness. That's what he says. That's what his truth says. And um, that is just a very powerful verse, especially when we feel weak in this area of self-control, like we just can't seem to muster enough strength to overcome it, to really get it, you know, get this internal struggle out of our minds. Like he, he is strong enough to help us and he will do it. The second section of scripture I just want to share uh, with you before we dive into the four steps is second Peter one, three through nine. This is another great section of scripture to put on note cards, to have around your house says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Insert our desire for food, right? Insert our desire to binge, right? In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and with moral excellence, knowledge, and with knowledge, self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So, self-control is is in here and in the Bible several times, really, I mean, God knows our struggle. And so I want you to take out a sheet of paper, jot these down, and I want you to feel like you can begin to step into freedom in this area of your life. Step one, you've got to understand God's grace. You are not alone and you are loved. God's grace is sufficient. That's step one. Accept where you are, ask for forgiveness, and seek his ways. He will show up for you. And I promise you that, but you have to bring it all to him and surrender it. God, I thank you for your grace. I surrender to you, Lord. I am not in any way, shape or form doing very well with the struggle. And I need to hand it over to you Lord, forgive me and help me to know what to do next. I need you. And sometimes it's a matter of just calling out to God, not really saying anything. Sometimes it's like, I don't even know what to pray. I'm almost so exhausted. I can't even, right? Second step, understand and seek the why behind your behavior. Now, for some of us, we might have some major things that have happened in our life, some trauma, some, some issues that really go super duper deep. And if you've not met with a therapist to discover the why behind some of your behavior, I suggest that you start digging in to, to really search out how you can get a licensed counselor to help you work through whatever traumatic experiences or things that maybe have brought this on for you. And, and lots of times with 
with issues with eating, there's usually something in the past that has created um, the behaviors. So um, really diving into what that looks like. So step two, understand and seek the why behind your behavior. You might be a people pleaser. I know I'm for, for a portion of my life, I, I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser now. However, you know, I just wanted to do everything that everybody wanted me to do. And, you know, if they offered me a piece of chocolate cake and I had already eaten, you know, two pieces of chocolate cake earlier today, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no to it. I'm just going to do it. Um, what are you trying to fill when you're out of control? What are you trying to fill when you lose that self-control examining that? And that last piece here in step two is deprivation. Understand the why behind your behavior. Are you depriving so much that it's, it's really moving you towards that lack of self-control? Because there are physiological factors, not just the psychological factors that, that play into the fact that you are losing control, that you feel like you don't have self-control, but there's multiple things that could be happening. And it's important for you to discover why you are doing that. Step three is to find the confidence to trust yourself around food. This is huge. And, you know, I, I certainly, um, have had clients where I am helping them kind of dive deeper into trusting themselves more and more around certain things, certain foods, having them in their house, ask yourself, am I hungry? What am I hungry for? And saying, no, you've got to practice it daily to yourself, even if you're all by yourself, right. And you're going to the pantry and you're like, am I hungry? What am I hungry for? Well, if you're not really hungry for anything, just say no to the mindless snacking, right? Wait about 10 minutes if you're hungry then. Okay, I'm hungry now. So what am I hungry for? Again, you have to pause and evaluate what it is so you can begin to trust yourself around food and not feel like you're going to get to that place of being out of control and you're able to have that self-control. And last step is to pray daily for strength and courage and self-control. We need to be praying for this, um, you know, and sometimes we, when we're trying to avoid the, the behaviors that we don't want to have, I mean, that, that's like the least thing we want to do, right? Is to, to bring it up in prayer time with God. And I think it is super crucial to continually come to him with what we're struggling with and, he, he can provide a way out. He can provide a source for you that you can have some accountability with. He can provide, you know, just the truth of his word to get that more into your heart, into your, into your mind so that you can meditate on it and begin to walk this out. So self-control, like we said earlier, it's a fruit of the spirit. And so obviously we, we want to exude the fruits of his spirit, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, right? Self-control is one of those. And so being able to um, have that fruit is for me super important. And how do we grow in that? Right. That's the question. Connection daily with God can help keep your mind centered. Right. So not just, not just first thing in the morning, having a quick prayer time, quick devotional, but really being intentional throughout your day. And maybe that's setting your timer on your phone. Maybe that's setting a couple different alarms because we, you know, we get in the thick of it, right. We get into our routine at work or, if you're at home, you're, you're in your routine and, you know, you just kind of get sucked into the, the things that are on your to-do list on your work schedule. And you just, sometimes you like go throughout the whole day. You're like, wow, I didn't even like connect with God at all. I didn't even like pray and say, thank you for the sunshine or, you know, whatever it is. 
but that practice is going to keep you connected. And so when we are more connected with God, we are less involved with ourself and with our struggles. And he can begin to do that work and change us. Use scripture to provide encouragement for yourself and trust that God's going to change you. I mean, even using these scriptures I shared today, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 2 Peter 1, 3 through 9, getting into scripture that is speaking straight to your struggle and allowing God to just pour that scripture, the promises of his word into your heart so that you can be changed daily. I mean, it's not, you know, you know, we just want this quick fix stuff, right? It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be next week. But every single day, pursuing God and pursuing what he wants for you is by far greater than anything else we'll experience on this earth, right? Because when we are pursuing him, he lays it all out for us. He, he shows us what we need to do. He guides us in that. And even things such as feeling like we have no self-control whatsoever, that the next binge is right around the corner you know, let's begin walking in the truth that that's not who we are. That's not who God created us to be. Yes, it's a struggle, but he will help us overcome. So I challenge you today to take these four steps and you might be at different place in each of these steps. Maybe you are doing well with one of them and maybe not, the, maybe not the other three, but really think about where you are and where you could be if we just come to God and just lay it at his feet every single day, every single minute that you is brought to your heart to really just surrender where you're at and your struggle. I hope that this has encouraged you in some way to just take a step forward, take a step of courage and begin to really do something to really help guide your, your journey one step closer to freedom. I hope that um, you will reach out if you would love to connect with me and just get some encouragement, share your story. We'd love to hear your story. You can email me at Tara J T A R A J at dietditching.com or the Facebook group. She breaks free. Come on into that group and um, would love to meet you and hear your story and connect with you there. I pray that this is a blessing to you and that truly life change begins to happen. Take care and God bless. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.